to the Confidence Conversation podcast with me, Joy Burnford. This show explores the world of women, work, and what it takes to feel more confident. Each episode offers inspiration, stories, and lighthearted conversations with amazing women and experts from around the world. A lack of confidence is not a crime. So if you need some motivation, inspiration, or a boost of confidence, grab a cuppa, go for a dog walk, or escape for a drive, and join us for today's conversation about confidence. And I'd like to say a big thank you to Karen Skidmore, Business Life and Leadership, for sponsoring our second season. Karen and her team are on a mission to put a stop to midlife burnout by helping women to create a new rhythm and flow to their professional lives. I'm so excited that they're offering you a free, easy-to-follow energy tracker to help you see how your monthly cycle contributes to your productivity levels. It certainly opened my eyes, and I'm now much more aware of how I can plan and manage my months in a happier and more productive way. Download the tracker today at karenskidmore.com forward slash the confidence conversation. Our focus for this season is fitting life and work together, and I'll be talking to some incredible women about their careers, work, family, and how they juggle everything life throws at us. Today, I'm welcoming the wonderful Sonia Astill as my guest. Sonia is the Chief People Officer at Wix and has an established career in HR and the retail sector. I've got to know Sonia and her team over the last few years whilst we've delivered our modern leadership programme to Wix. Sonia is also a single mum to two boys and today we'll be talking about asking for what you need at work. Good morning, Sonia, and welcome to the Confidence Conversation. Morning, Joy. It's brilliant to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Lovely to have you. And as you know, the the theme for season two is fitting life and work together. So I'd like to take this opportunity to chat to you about your career, your family, your support network, and, and any advice for listeners from an HR perspective as well. To kick us off, perhaps you could tell me a little bit about your role at work and your family at home, and and how do you manage to fit life family, childcare and work all together? Oh, crikey. Some really big (laughs) Big questions questions. there, Joy. (laughs) Thank you. Um, Let's kick off with my role, shall we? Mm. I'm I'm Chief People Officer for Wix, which most people will recognise as a home improvement retailer. Uh, we, We sort of serve three distinct customer groups. Uh, the, the DIYers, which most of us fall into that category, uh, trade, so that's your small builders, carpenters, plumbers, landscapers, etc., and the do-it-for-me market. So those people who want to buy and have a kitchen or a, a bathroom installed, um, we do that as well. Uh, we have around about 8,000 colleagues um, spread across our support centre distribution and around about 240 stores in the UK. Uh, but we also have about 3,000 contracted fitters as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's, it's a sizable, a sizable number of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and my role really is to oversee essentially all of the people and organizational sort of aspects of the mm-hmm. business. Um, that includes, um, protecting and developing the culture and uh, leadership behaviors to sort of best serve our customers mm-hmm. and deliver mm-hmm. the business strategy. Um, but it also is about ensuring that Wix is a great place to to work for mm. 
uh, a relatively diverse war- workforce, mm. and you know where everyone feels you know included and mm. and at home. Mm. Um, the, the last year has been a bit different in in that the, <laughs> the sort of uh, yeah. Um, so all those things have still been very much part of the role, but in particular the focus over the last twelve months um, for for me, along with the other directors of the business. Um, has been to sort of navigate the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So uh, obviously supporting the well-being of colleagues, keeping them safe, um, but also managing this huge amount of, of change mm-hmm. um, that's gone on in the business, um, operational change in the main mm-hmm. uh, to keep serving customers and keeping the business running, quite frankly, mm-hmm. over that period of time. Mm-hmm. And so allowing people to do their home improvements during lockdown. Well, absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, we've, 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 we've seen a, an absolute boom, haven't we? Yeah. You know, as we've all been, yeah. you know, kind of homeschooling, yes. you know, in, installing gyms in our yeah. homes you know the, the it's it's been a really interesting time for for families and mm. and how they use their space and mm. and you know wix is is pretty much been at the heart of, of all of that which has been which has been fantastic actually mm. and, and very interesting mm. um but but the other big focus uh, for my role over the last 12 months as well has been demerging Wix from its parent company um, to be an independently listed business and starting a, a sort of quite significant separation of all of the systems, mm. uh, the processes and, and the, the, the people and the teams as well. So, mm. yeah, it's it's particularly the last 12 months has been is, has been very busy. Yes. And I think, you know, with your role as well, it, it really you know, falls into this category of kind of fitting life and work together because it's, you know, everybody that works for you has been having to do that as well. So it's really interesting to get your, you know, your insight on that so so tell me a little bit about kind of how you've managed that with your own personal um your own personal <laughs> challenges of, you know, how okay. have you managed I know we've we've spoken during homeschooling times and you know we've both been tearing our hair out but um yes. it'd be great to know how you manage that whole kind of life work balance yes I mean I you know I like many people um you know, it's it's not particularly easy, and I, I I certainly wouldn't profess to be an expert at it. To be perfectly honest with you, Joy, you know, I mean, I'm I'm a single mother. Um, I work full time. I have two small boys, age six and and eight. So, um, so life is very busy. Um, mm. and having a support network is is absolutely critical. Mm. Um. I have to say, life generally does go pretty well. So broadly, things work quite well. And I'll, I'll sort of, you know, go into sort of what I think is important in that space. Mm. Uh, there are some days where it goes phenomenally well, and I do feel like Superwoman. And I, yeah. you know, I think I've really cracked it, and, uh, and and everything's great. But you know, equally, there are days where you know it's pretty awful. The planets, mm. despite mm. best efforts, have absolutely not aligned, and no. either I'm crying, or the kids yeah. are crying, yeah. or we're all crying together and yeah. hugging and eating <laughs> ice cream. You know, so it's it's. It's the full spectrum, yeah. to be honest with you. I know. But and I was t- I was chatting to somebody yesterday about the fact, you know, you have your day planned out sometimes and then things just fly in from left field. 
you know, like even yesterday, it was a very silly example, but our milk didn't get delivered. And it's like, I haven't yes. to sort that out. And it's like little things like that can then take you sort of half an hour of trying to sort it out. <laughs> yes. And it's those little things in life that just kind of get in the way. Um, I think it is the little things. It's the cumulative little things yes. that can just sort of, you kind of kind of throw you off course. Yes. Yes. And, and, you know, it, you're lucky if that happens at the end of the day, because, you know, <laughs> you can go to bed pretty quick after yeah. that. But if, if they happen at the beginning of the day, then that can be a bit yeah. more of a challenge. That's so true. And do you build in any time? for that kind of those inevitabilities do you ever build in sort of you know spare capacity in your day or do you sort of generally have it back to back yeah I mean I try to but you know you, you'll know joy it's mm. it's it's not always easy to do that um but but I think there are um you know when I think about how I manage there there are probably three things that, that make a difference uh, and the first one actually is is about the organization that I work in you mm. know I've chosen to work in an organization that actually that has empathy yeah. um, and and that's at the heart of the culture of the Wix business yeah um, you know and the business is great like that and so what it means is that People who I work with generally understand the challenges in life. They care about each other mm-hmm. um, and they're prepared to support you and be mm. flexible when, when you most need it. So, you know, despite trying to build in as much contingency into the day as possible, when that just goes out the window, it's just, you know, choosing to be in an organization that gets that mm. and can and can you know support when that happens I think Mm. is really really important Mm. Mm. Um, so that's definitely you know when I think about what makes a difference that's definitely there yeah I think the other thing that I do is I do talk about what I need to do my job well Mm. and this has not always been the case um, certainly at the beginning of my career, I would never have talked about what mm. I need. It was all mm. about what other people needed mm. and how I could help them. But I talk about what I need to do, to do my job well to my boss, to my peers, um, and actually to the, the team of people who work for me as well. Mm. So there's a lot of contracting. There's a lot of conversation that goes on mm. and flexibility on on both sides. And I think mm. that's really important. You know, personal responsibility sits at the heart of the Wix culture. And I really do think you need that to sort of have adult conversations about, you know, how to make things work for both you and the business as well. Mm. So I think talking, Mm. (laughs) it sounds really simple, Mm. but I do think talking and and laying out what you need Mm. from other people Mm. is, has been a game changer, I think, for me. It's really interesting. And what kind, could you give me some examples of the kind of things that you feel you need, just in terms of, you know, when you're you know, having those conversations? Well, I mean, I will, I'll give you a, a recent example, actually. So um, we have a board meeting, um, uh, a monthly board meeting mm. that forever has always started at eight o'clock in the morning. And that, particularly as a single mother, just doesn't fit with my mm-hmm. morning. <laughs> but it's a really key meeting. Obviously, it's a board meeting. It's very important. Yeah. And I kind of recall the words of my mother, you know, who, who always used to say, you know, you don't get if you don't ask sort mm-hmm, of thing, mm-hmm. um, which is easier said than done. But I recently asked if our board meeting could be moved back an hour so that I could do the school run. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure I would have asked that a few years ago mm. or certainly at the beginning of my career as, a, as an HR director. I just would have probably half killed myself to sort yeah. of do the two things together, you know, and being on a conference call with the kids screaming in the back yeah. and, you know, all that kind of stuff and, <laughs> and you know, getting really anxious. But, you know, I, my boss, who's, who's fantastic, was, you know, really supportive of that. Mm. 
happy to move the time back and um you know and he knows he gets the flexibility from me on other occasions mm. as well so it's it's got to be a two-way street Absolutely. Um, i think that's the thing is that you know t- talking about confidence i think it's a really key message is actually don't be afraid to ask because you know what's the worst that can happen I and mean, you know they might have said no we can't move it because of x y and z but actually if you don't ask you don't get so no brilliant example yeah, no, I think I think that's so that's so true, and um, and I think the other thing, the, the final thing, I think that makes a difference is I absolutely use all the resources available to me. Mm. You know, I'm not proud to ask other mums and dads to to pick the boys up if if I can't make it or to take them back to their house for for tea or a play date. Mm. I mean, I reciprocate obviously when I can. You know, mm. again, it's a two way street. Um, you know, I utilize after school clubs and, and, and in, interestingly, I, I think the boys are, you know, they're, they're sociable, they're adaptable, they're self-reliant, they're resilient, and that will stand them in good stead in, mm. in their life. And, and, and in part, they get that because I'm a working mum mm. and we have to live our life in a certain mm. way. Absolutely. You know. And they see you as a role model. And I think it's great to see, you know, that women can be doing that. And that, you know, I had a, a mother who worked and she's been my role model because I just, you know, I expected that women worked like that and they worked really hard and they, they, they went out and earned money. They weren't necessarily going to be at home being a housewife. Yes. And I actually, you know, I think, I mean, I have two boys and I think in particular, this is important because, mm-hmm. you know, we know that in, in many ways, you know, achieving gender equality, mm-hmm. um, it is really only going to be achieved through the liberation of men and boys. Absolutely. And, you know, I'm, I want to teach my boys what, what that means and, and the role that they play in that. And, mm-hmm. and I think being a working mum and, and, you know, organizing our life in the way we do goes part way to, to yeah, achieving that. Absolutely. Completely agree. I hope you're enjoying the conversation so far. I just want to take a moment to tell you a little bit more about the free energy tracker that our sponsor is offering you today. If, like me, you sometimes find it hard to keep up with life and work, it doesn't mean you have to keep your head down and work even harder. Karen Skidmore and her team are on a mission to empower businesswomen to create a new rhythm and flow to their professional lives in order to fulfil their potential and increase their level of impact. To help redefine your work patterns, the free energy tracker will help you experience the cycles that affect your flow and how your hormones and the seasons will contribute to your productivity levels throughout the year. You can access this free energy tracker today over at karenskidmore.com forward slash the confidence conversation. I'd like to move on and sort of talk a little bit about working remotely, because obviously we've been doing a lot of that in the last year. Mm. Um, And one of the biggest challenges I think we're finding is that there's been sort of no boundaries between personal life and professional life and the expectation of being on all the time. Do you have any advice on how to manage this? <laughs> I, I'm not have sure I'm the best yet? person <laughs> to, to sort of give advice on this, because I'm, 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 I think there are people who do it better than me mm. uh, but um it, it but but it, it's a very real it's a very real topic isn't it mm. and um i mean interesting in, in our business I, probably 90 percent of our colleagues don't work remotely because obviously they mm. they're That's going cool. into yeah. stores every day and serving customers and have done all through the pandemic um mm. but there is a significant minority of 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 colleagues who do um including me um uh, and mainly in the sort of support center 
Generally, I think people have really appreciated the opportunity to work from home through mm-hmm. through through the lockdown periods. But, you know, I'm certainly getting more feedback and, and I certainly feel this myself that, you know, the the downsides are becoming more apparent as time goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the result of not switching off, the, mm-hmm. the, the bit of burnout, the exhaustion, you know, that kind of thing. So I, I think mm-hmm. it's it's becoming you know, a, a really important topic to talk about. And I think there are, you know, there are strategies that businesses can put in place to help colleagues, certainly in in, in, in our business. We've done a number of things a, a, around this, you know, we've, we've, we've set aside non-meeting hours, mm-hmm. um, usually around about lunchtime with the expectation and sort of giving permission for people to get mm-hmm. out and go Absolutely. to the gym or go for a yeah. walk and yeah. being very visible. You know, I've posted things where people can see me doing that. Well, not going to the gym, in fact, <laughs> that would, that'd, be, <laughs> that'd be a step too far for anyone to see, quite frankly. But, you know, sometimes I do some of my videos whilst I'm out walking, you know, um, yeah. And I think it just just reinforces yes. this is absolutely fine to do yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but also, I think a key part of this is line manager education and training. We're mm. starting to do a lot more of that now. Mm. Um, and and also just having, I think most businesses have put in place some quite significant well-being programs yeah. um, sort of over, over the past year or so. But I do think there are some personal actions. And um, these are things that I have done, actually. I, I'm not always brilliant at sticking to it. But... Mm. But for example, you know, I definitely contract with my boss and my peers and my team about when I'm available, when I'm mm. not available, you mm. know, when they can they can sort of catch me at my best. So there's mm. again, I mentioned it before, there's lots of conversations about that. Yeah. I have tried to prior prioritize my well being, you know. I don't always get to the the gym classes or the swimming, mm. um, you know, now that we can do that. But in the main I do, I try yeah. to get out and have a walk. One of the the, the biggest things I've done actually is when this pandemic started, I set up my desk in the bedroom Mm. and, you know, the the other spaces in the house were used for homeschooling Mm. and playrooms and all sorts of things. But actually, as time's gone on, it's become really apparent to me that I I need to move into a separate space. Mm. And I have now done that Mm. because it's just so tempting when you go to bed, you know, you see the little flicker of light on the computer. You think, oh, just quickly get that email out and and what have you. So there are things I think that we can do. I have started to do. I do need to be a lot better, to be perfectly honest. I had, um, uh, as you know, I talked to a lot of people for my research and um, one of the things that really struck struck me was somebody saying they have non-negotiable in their diary so you don't have to say that you're necessarily picking up a child from school or you're going to the gym but you just have these non-negotiables that you all agree that if it's a non-negotiable in the diary that you respect that um that boundary and I think that's that was a really good idea I think that's great and I think if if businesses um understand that I think that's a really helpful thing to do Mm. I I have to say I've I've taken a slightly different view in as much that I I do actually put into my diary what I'm doing Mm. and the reason I do that and I never used to. I used to just sort of say it was, you know, something different, mm. some sort of password or code mm. word. <laughs> Working but at I, home. I, yes. <laughs> but I, I, I put it in because people have access to yes. my diary. They can see. Yes. And, and I think it's really good for someone to see I'm dropping the kids off mm. or 
I'm going for a walk or, or, you know, I'm, I don't know, doing doing whatever that's not work. Exactly. And actually I do things like I'm like, because I run my own business, but I go to the hairdressers sometimes and I'm reading a book to prepare for a presentation, but I'm, I'm still going to the hairdressers. I'm not sitting at home at my screen, you know, you're doing something different and trying to sort of mix it up a bit. Yeah, and you're right. And I think the whole role model thing is so important. Well, you, I tell you, well, you're much better than me, Joe Joy, because when I go to the hairdressers, I usually read the trashiest magazine <laughs> that I can find. But <laughs> so well done. <laughs> so um, I'd like to move on to talk to you a little bit about networking. So we all we we all understand the benefits of networking, but it can be particularly hard for women, especially with children, and sort of you know managing to attend events outside of work hours. And obviously, this is pre-pandemic. I just wondered kind of how you used to manage that and how do you see the future of networking, obviously learning from what we've learned in the last year about online virtual networking and that kind of thing. Do you see it changing at all? I think I think it will change. I have to say um, I've done more networking during the pandemic than ever mm. before because I think that the virtual world has opened up multiple opportunities mm. to, to network that I that I absolutely believe will continue mm. because mm. people are getting benefit from it and it's it's just so much easier mm. for everyone actually regardless of whether you have family commitments or elderly parent commitments or pet commitments or whatever your commitments might be I think you know for me it's been it's been quite a rich period to be able to to do that mm. uh, you know when I think over my career and networking, you know, when I was younger in my career and I didn't have many responsibilities, I think I, I just used to go to everything. <laughs> and back in back in the day, it was all always sort booze, of free booze, free canapes, free booze, a few a few volivants, and you know, and you sort of seek out people that you sort yes. of liked and have a bit yes. of a chat with them, sort yeah. of thing. And then, of course, then then when life gets a bit more complicated with elderly parents and mm. children, and mm. and and actually work perhaps just gets a bit more demanding. Um, I'm really conscious I kind of checked out a bit on the whole networking thing and felt quite sort of inept actually because I knew I should be doing it but I just physically couldn't manage Mm. to do it and I think you know what was good about that period is is I became very very focused on what I would attend Mm. um, and it would only be uh, either one or two things one that it would fundamentally help me do my job better mm-hmm. or it was to get some insight into a very specific thing that I would be working on at that point in time and anything else that fell outside of that just just didn't yeah. didn't make the cut sort yeah. of thing yeah. and, and um, but that's been quite a good skill to, mm. to to develop because I still do that and even mm. with the virtual um, mm. opportunities I'm still very purposeful about why I would join a particular event and and sort of network but you know what I think there are I I just don't think you have to necessarily go to stuff outside of the working hours so you know we work with a number of suppliers and you know we invite them in into our HR team meetings or or I will just invite people in Mm. in my working day and just Mm. sort of say look let's just talk about what's mm. going on in, mm. in your part of the world. You know, what insight can, can you give us? And I think if you have a really great relation, well, we've done that anyway, Joy, mm. haven't we? Yeah. I mean, you know, you yeah. do some great work with us um, on the sort of modern leadership program and, and we talk about what's going on and I get mm. massive value from, from mm. your sort of insight, but also my team bring people in as well, mm. you know, so, um, and I learn from them. So I think yeah. there are multiple ways in which you can network and, and get insight. Exactly. And I think, you know, trying to, that, Networking is so important, I think, and I think organisations in particular, I think, need to think about bringing it to the into the day rather than mm. to the evenings because it is so important. And I think it's a shame for other, you know, some people to miss I out. I agree, absolutely. 
So finally, we're, we're running out of time, but um, it's been an amazing conversation. But before we finish, I'd love to know what your advice would be. You know, what advice would you give to your younger self? You know, is there anything you would have changed you know, looking mm. back now? Gosh, it, it's a bit of a tricky one because I, I'm a firm believer that everything sort of <laughs> sort of happens for a reason. Mm. And um, I'm not really one for, for regrets and, and necessarily doing things uh, you know, retrospectively differently. But I think if there was one thing I would pull out is the advice I would have given my younger self would be to be as demanding of other people as you are of yourself mm. and have the confidence to be demanding. Um, I, I, there is a point that you get to in your career whereby, you know, bags of personal responsibility and taking everything on because everything's an opportunity actually starts to be counterproductive mm -hmm. um, because, you know, you run the risk of spreading yourself very thinly, your, you know, your home life, your, your, you know, personal life suffers as a result of that. But so does your ability to be effective because as you become more experienced and more senior, you know, you need that time to think and direct a business as opposed to be, you know, caught on the hamster wheel of doing. Yeah. And I think my, my advice would be, um, would have been to me, would be, be very thoughtful about when you're reaching that tipping point because mm. I reached that tipping point and didn't recognize it and half killed myself <laughs> trying to do everything for everybody yes. until I had a bit of a wake-up call and I thought hang yes. on a minute yeah. I, I think I need to and yeah. do you know and, and and I'm not really talking about demanding of your team I mean I think that become that comes more naturally when mm. you're a boss and a, mm. and a manager but being more demanding of your peer set and your boss, mm. that does require a bit of confidence. Mm. And you do have to take the leap of faith that, you know, and know that that is the right mm. thing to do. So I think that's probably, that would be my, my, my advice to my younger self. Amazing. What an amazing way to end the podcast. Thank you so much, Sonia. It's been a delight as always, and uh, look forward to talking to you soon. Likewise, Joy. Thanks ever so much. it for this week thank you very much for listening and i'll be back again soon with another confidence conversation if you know anyone who might find this podcast useful please do pass on the link and it would give me a real confidence boost if you could subscribe rate and leave a review if you like what you've heard join us at the confidenceconversation.club where i'll be sharing tips and notes from each episode and you can send in your ideas for future topics and remember, you can download a free, easy-to-follow energy tracker to help you see how your monthly cycle contributes to your productivity levels at karenskidmore.com forward slash The Confidence Conversation. Thank you. And until next time, goodbye. Goodbye.